Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, each and everybody who are joining in with us this evening. Hallelujah, God. We count it a blessing and we count it an honor that you are here with us this evening. Amen. We would like to welcome you to this episode of Purpose Kingdom Network with Bible Study for Life. I'm your host, Pastor Colleen Daly, for the next hour, and we are going to dive right into the word of God. Amen. Um, I do not have a particular scripture reading for us to go over this evening because we are going to be in multiple locations of God's word. So we are asking you, please, man, please, woman, please, brother and sister in Christ, for you to go find your basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible, Go find something to write on and something to write with. Hallelujah. Send out a text message to all of your friends and loved ones and let them know that it is time for us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. We just thank and bless God for those of you who are listening Via our live stream, you can join us via phone if you would like to. Join into the live conversation at 319-527-6091. Again, that number is 319-527-6091. We can just simply press 1, and the engineer will let us know that you are here to talk with us this evening. Amen. Our topic this evening is I am the seven keys to unlocking your future. I am. Hallelujah, God. Before we go into our topic, we are going to open with a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We glorify you. We magnify you, Father God. We worship you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for this day, for allowing us to make it safely through it this evening, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for all that you have been doing for us, all that you are doing for us, and for all that we believe you to do by faith. We just say thank you in advance, Father God. Hallelujah, God. Father, we ask that you look down upon your people this evening as your word goes forward. We ask, Father God, that you will toil the soil of our minds, that your word falls on good ground this evening, Father God, taking root so that when we separate from this study but never your presence, we are walking epistles of your word. Hallelujah, God. Father God, we ask that you will hold the enemy a day long enough this evening, Father, so that if someone does not know about the seven I am's, that they can come to the one great I am that I am, Father God, and find out how to become empowered 
through the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ this evening. Father, as I always do, as I hide behind the throne of glory, I ask, Lord, that you will allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, God. So again, this evening we are going to be talking about the seven I am's. We are going to learn seven truths about who God sees when he looks at you as his child. Hallelujah. And again, we call them our I am statements, seven I am's. They are foundational beliefs that help us find meaning and purpose throughout our lives. Amen. And, you know, it it just amazes me because David wrote it first in the Psalms, and then a songwriter came back and placed it to music. He said, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves. Sometimes we have to learn how to speak victory over the test, hallelujah, God. And with so much of what is going on around us, the Lord has led me to believe this evening that the body of Christ needs to know how to encourage themselves. You know, when I'm working with children and we want to teach them self-confidence, we want to teach them pride in who they are, we give them affirmations and we'll tell them to look in the mirror and Talk to yourself while looking in the mirror. We tell them to say things like, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am successful, I am, and whatever positive thing that it is, we are trying to um, get them to receive, not just mentally, but within their spirit about themselves. Well, we as the body of Christ have seven I am's that help us with our victorious walk in salvation. Amen. It doesn't just help us in our salvation, but it helps us walk victoriously in our salvation. And we are going to talk briefly about all seven of those I am's, but before we break them down, I'm going to tell you what is in the luggage that we will be unpacking this evening. It is, I am holy. I am righteous. I am loved. I am secure. I am confident. I am creative. And I am called. Amen. So we are going to go through those seven I am's. And again, you are listening to Bible Study for Life right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And if you would like to call in and join in the conversation, the number to call in is 319-527-6091 and simply hit the number one. Once you do, our engineer will let us know that you are in the queue to uh Speak with us. Amen. So the first scripture we're going to read um, is in Romans chapter 1, verse 7. Romans chapter 1, verse 7. It says, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Amen. The the next one I would like us to look at is Second Corinthians <clears throat> chapter one, verse one. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in Achaia. Ephesians 1 and 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ. Jesus. Now, if you notice, all of what I'm reading are um, introductions that are being given in the different letters. Um, we also have um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16, and it says, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. And the last one we are going to read is going to be Daniel uh, chapter 7, verse 27. And it says, In the kingdom and dominion, and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Amen. And we know that the word of God is already blessed. So that is going to lead us to our first statement. I am holy. Amen. The, the foundation of all human holiness is this. We are made in God's image. If God is holy, then it follows that humans were created for holiness. Hallelujah, God. I'm going to say that again. If we as humans are created in God's image, if God is holy, then it leads to follows that we as humans were created for holiness. Now, notice I didn't say that we are all holy. I said that we were all created for holiness. Amen? Holiness is a divine calling, not a human accomplishment. Amen? Now, of course, we can and should participate in fulfilling that calling and living holy lives, but holiness is folk first and foremost, about the God who sets us apart, not about us trying really hard to be good and to do good. Hallelujah. So understand that, that when we talk about I am holy, it is not because of what we think we are doing good or because what we are striving to do good. We are holy because God has set us apart. Hallelujah, God. For his holiness. To be holy is to be his. To be holy is to belong to God through Christ Jesus. So let's be clear. Our holiness does, our holiness does not spring from our actions, but from our identity. Mm, thank you, God. That is why it's important for us to know who we are. There's a reason why God calls us his saints or translated holy ones. You you might be thinking, I'm no saint. I'm barely a Christian. I messed up too much to be considered a saint. But despite what you may have heard, 
saints are not miracle workers who now live in stained glass windows. Despite what some make you believe, you don't become a saint until you don't become a saint when you die, and then people pray to you uh, and ask you to ask God to bring about their healing, and then they can, uh, canonize you a saint. That's not really how you become saints. You become saints because you are set apart by God through Christ Jesus. Consider this. The word Christian is used only three times in the New Testament. But the Greek word hagaos, which means saints or holy ones, is used over 60 times. Hallelujah. And when Paul, who used this word the most, would pin his letters to the saints, he was for the most part writing to Gentiles and outsiders people who were considered unworthy or unholy by the religious elite. Amen? So these letters were sent to those who were branded new to this whole following Jesus thing. Hallelujah. Or like Paul when he was uh, saw before his conversion, when he would go to find followers of the way. Because before we were called Christians, we were called followers of the way. And why were we called followers of the way? Because Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah, God, that he not was but is the way, the truth, and the life. So so you have to understand that, again, this is a brand new thing. And it was letters that Paul was writing to encourage babies in Christ who were new converts, whether it was from the Gentile faith or from the Jewish faith, who were being put down by the religious elite. These letters were sent to those who were branded new to this whole following Jesus thing, people who were in many ways still making a mess of things. Yet despite all of this, Paul, inspired by God's Holy Spirit, called them saints. And these words reach through time, inviting us to see ourselves as saints also, inviting us to see ourselves as saints today. Hallelujah, God. I am holy. It's a statement of dignity and of value. It's an affirmation that you are a child of God, the, a child to the Holy One, Hallelujah, God. It, it's almost like when you you know when we get ready for family reunions or, or things like that. And my family on one side, I come from the Bullocks. On the other side, I come from the Gregories. And every now and then, when we all come around each other, you might hear somebody say, "Oh, that one is a Bullock," or "That one." is a Gregory. Well, when you see the children of God come together, they should be looking at you saying, that one right there is a saint. She walks like God. She talks like God. See, when we say that's a Bullock or that's a Gregory, it's because we're looking at some traits. We're looking, you know, I might walk like my grandfather, pray like my grandmother. I I might preach like my great-grandmother. But at the end of the day, we saw some traits of our ancestry that let people say, oh, that person right there, that's a Bullock, or that person right there, that's a, a Gregory, or 
Somebody might say, oh, that's a Thompson because you look like your family. You act like your family. Well, I'm going to say it again because it bears being said again. Hallelujah. When we as the body of Christ are seen by outsiders, they should look at us and say, that's a saint right there. That one right there, she belonged to God. That one right there, he belonged to God. Look at the way he walks. Look at the way he talks. Look at hallelujah. They should see the holiness of God inside of us. Hallelujah. The holiness of God should be so strong that it makes us stand out in the crowd. Hallelujah, God. Some of us are trying to figure out why we don't fit in with certain groups and certain locations. It's not because you are uh, uh, there's something wrong with you. You're a misfit to the world because you're a Christ fit in the kingdom. You are holy. I need somebody to just look in a mirror somewhere this evening and say, I am holy, and because I am holy, I stand out from the crowd. Hallelujah, God. When you wake up tomorrow morning after you have your morning prayers, that should be your first declaration to yourself when you look up in the mirror. Thank you, Lord, for I am holy. Hallelujah, God. Now we are going to move to our second I am statement. Our second I am statement is I am righteous. Hallelujah. I am righteous. And our first reading for I am righteous is going to come from Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And it says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus the Christ. Amen. And that was, again, Romans 5 and 17. Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, this, this is one of my favorites. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. And that brings us to our second I am statement. I am righteous. Uh, have you ever seen a company offer a free gift as part of some marketing campaign? Uh, buy a makeup kit and you'll get a special brush or buy a, a makeup kit and you'll get a second one free or for um, signing up for an email list. If you sign up for this email list, we will send you out this free ebook. Uh, uh, the phrase free gift has a few problems, though. First, it's redundant. Gifts are always free. If it's not free, then it's not a gift. Amen? I want somebody to remember that. Gifts are always free. So when y'all see those marketing campaigns, it's just a side note. Remember, a gift is free. If it's not free, then it's not a gift. So if you have to pay uh, uh, you pay for one and we'll give you the second one free or everything is free, you're just paying for shipping and handling, then, sweetheart, that's not a gift. 
I've had gifts mailed to me over my years of living on this earth. And the one thing that never happened when my grandmother mailed me a gift or if a family member sent out a gift, I never got something that said, this gift is for you, it's free, but you got to pay for the shipping and packaging and the postal service. No, a gift is free. So understand that usually when you hear it's a free gift, it's usually not a true statement. Whatever they are offering is some sort of marketing ploy, even if all they ask for is your email address. They still want something from you. Thirdly, free gifts are usually accompanied by fine print, indicating that some terms and conditions may apply. Gifts that have strings attached are so common in our culture that it's easy to conclude that nothing is free. All but the Bible talks to us about a free gift. And I need you to understand the free gift that they talk about is a free gift is indeed. It's the gift of righteousness and eternal life through Jesus Christ that we receive and are accepting of him through faith. Amen? Those free gifts, again, is of righteousness and eternal life, which we receive through faith and by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? God's gift of righteousness is truly a gift. It's a gift that comes with no strings or conditions attached to it. Hallelujah, God. There's no packaging or parcel or shipping that you have to pray for, pay for when you receive the gift. Hallelujah. Because God paid it all on Calvary through his son, Jesus Christ. He's not trying to sell you something. Uh, uh, this is not something he is giving you that any one particular person is excluded from. There is no time limit on his offer. Hallelujah. Out of the goodness of his heart, God offers forgiveness, righteousness, and salvation to all humankind. Hallelujah, God. He doesn't care about your economic situation, your cultural situation. He doesn't care about your race or your decisions, your choices, except to accept to accept him as your personal savior into your life. God offers forgiveness, righteousness, and salvation to all humankind. Sadly, we tend to forget that gifts are free and righteousness cannot be earned. Hallelujah. It's nothing that you can do that makes you righteous except for accepting Christ in your life. When we first approach God, we probably accept the gift of salvation with gratitude and faith. But as time goes on, we start to reduce God's gift to a trial offer. Mm. Hallelujah. We, we we try righteousness for 30 days and then live the rest of our life under the thumb of fear. But that's not freedom. That That's not a gift if we think righteousness is something we have to deserve and preserve to earn and to protect. We've forgotten what free really means. Hallelujah. Righteousness is a gift to us. 
but that doesn't mean it was free to God. It cost Jesus his life. Hallelujah. That's why the word of God says we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, because it cost Jesus his life. Jesus paid the cost for our, for our righteousness. Salvation is an infinitely viable gift because Jesus paid for it on the cross. But then he gave that salvation to us freely, generously, and completely. And he isn't going to send us a bill later on. Hallelujah. Ooh, Jesus. Somebody need to stop and just shout right there. Not only did he pay the bill, not only did he gather it for us, not only did he obtain it to us, but he is not going to charge us for it later. Hallelujah. He died to save us to save us all, and it is his desire and his expectation that we receive his gift, not with fear of having to repay him, but with gratitude and worship. Hallelujah. That's why we come together. Uh, the, the word of God says, forsake not the gathering together of yourself, not just because it encourages one another, but that is how we show gratitude. That is how we show faith. That is one of the ways we come together in corporate worship to say thank you, hallelujah, God, for the gift that he has given to us. Hallelujah. So I want you as well as declaring in your mirror tomorrow morning that I am holy, you should also say, I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. The next um, I am statement that we have this evening is I am loved. Amen. I am loved. And for that we are going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. It says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity wanteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endure all things. Charity, or for those who doesn't know, when we hear charity, we're talking about love, never fails. Hallelujah. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And that was 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 8, and we're going to look at Psalm 68 and 6. It says, God sitteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Amen. I am loved. God is the author of love and the epitome of love. So it makes sense to base our understanding of love on him. That's where the Bible comes in. 
When God inspired the Bible, he didn't do it in the form of a textbook. Instead, it's more like a series of journals, truths, and stories from people learning to walk and who learned how to walk with and through God. One of the of those disciples of Jesus was named John. John summed up the complexity and grandeur of God's nature, character, and power in one phrase. He said, God is love. First John chapter four, verse eight. That simple phrase, God is love. Notice, he didn't just say God is loving, although that is true. Our God loves you and I dearly. Also true. But he he didn't say God is, is going to show love, meaning that it's something coming future tense, which it is for all believers. We He gives us love. He shows us love. He restores our love. But what John said in 1 John 4 and 8, he said, God is love. Hallelujah. Love isn't just an action or an emotion coming from God. It is his very essence. Mm, thank you, Lord. That's the problem we have in our world today. We're talking about where's the love where you can't show love if you're not connected to love. Hallelujah, God. That goes to uh, the situation with electricity. This is a, 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 a semblance that I have used in an example that I have used in the past. Your house is wired for electricity, whether you live in a house or an apartment, if you're renting a room. Wherever you may lay your head at, that location is wired to receive electricity. Hallelujah, God. However, if you do not contact the electric company, which is the source of where the electricity comes or flows from, although your house is wired to receive electricity, you will not have electricity running through your home if you have not attached to the source of where the electricity comes from. Thank you, Jesus. The word just tells us again that God is love. The very essence of his being is love. So if the very essence of God is love and you're trying to struggle and figure out how come you're not feeling love, giving love, receiving love, the problem may be that you have not contacted the source, which is God, to connect to the love that you have been wired for. Hallelujah, God. Every aspect of God's nature and every action he takes is consistent with true, eternal love, unconditional love, agape love. Now, now say this sentence to yourself. Say, I am loved. Say it again in case it didn't sink in the first time. Say again, I am loved. Now I want you to say what one more word. That are two more words to it. Say, I am loved by God. Hallelujah. Did you believe it when you said it the last time? I am loved by God. Hallelujah. Notice this statement isn't I am loved for now or I am loved as long as I make right choices. It just says, I am loved by God. Hallelujah. It's amazing how often we substitute subconsciously add those conditions when we think of God's love for us. Perhaps it's because our own love for others tend to be conditional on their actions 
towards us. So it's difficult to comprehend a love that cannot be defeated, but know that God's love cannot be defeated. Understanding God's unconditional love brings a feeling many of us often don't experience, and that feeling is called peace. Hallelujah. We don't have to maintain some facade of worthiness or perform at a certain level of holiness in order to keep God's love. We have that love already. It has already been granted unto us. God's love for us will not change and cannot be broken by outside forces or internal failures. This confidence comes with a peace that replaces that anxiety and self-condemnation that are so often the soundtrack of our lives and our minds. God's unbreakable love means we have freedom to learn and grow even that when it looks like we're walking in failure. We still have God's unbreakable love. I am love. Such a simple yet powerful truth. God's love wraps us in his arms despite the messes we make and carries us into the future he has prepared for us. Hallelujah, God. So now we have two statements for every day that we wake up so far. I'm sorry, we have three. We have I am holy. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. We have I am holy. We have um, I am holy. We have I am righteousness. And we have I am loved. Amen. We have I am loved. Now, I believe we are going to have time to get through one more. If we do not get through all seven of the I am statements this evening, then we will continue this when we pick back up next month, but we are going to try to get through all of them this evening. Our fourth I am statement is I am secure. Hallelujah, God. And before we go into I am secure, we want to remind you that we are broadcasting live with www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. If you would like to join into our conversation, you can call in at 319-527-6091. I am secure. Amen. And the reading we are going to do for I am secure will be Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And it says, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I am secure. As sons and daughters of God, we have a security that the world can only yearn for. The most powerful force in the universe is our father, our friend, and our defender. When we lose sight of that truth, we confuse ourselves. If you've 
ever read the Old Testament stories about the Israelites' journey from Egypt to the Promised Land, you probably rolled your eyes at how dumb they seemed to be at some times. They had front row seats to the glory of God. They had front row seats when God sent one creative plague after another to the land of Egypt, of the Egyptians. But despite seeing God's awesome power and protection firsthand, the Israelites never really trusted them. They had front row seats to the splitting of the Red Sea or the Reed Sea, whichever one it was, but they were there in person, saw it happen, but yet they still didn't really trust God. They had front row seats to God using Moses to turn the bitter water into sweet water so that they could drink, but yet they still did not trust God. They had front row seats to God sending manna down from heaven, but yet they still did not truly trust God. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but it's somebody out there who God has shown himself to over and over and over again, but there's still that little place in your heart that really does not trust God. And just like them being there first-handed, just like the Israelites where you saw his power, you saw his protection first-handed, you still not really trusted them. Time after time when danger threatened the Israelites or life didn't go the way they wanted, they assumed God had abandoned them. How many times do we think God has abandoned us because we've run through a hard time? How many times do we think God has let us down or that we've sinned so badly that salvation cannot heal us if we come with a repenting heart and repenting spirit? But we've seen God do it over and over again. God has not abandoned us. Reading the stories, it's easy to shake our heads at their lack of trust, but then we find ourselves behaving the same way. We got student loan debt, a bad job market, health problems, or any of a thousand other obstacles defy us, and we quickly find out just how much like the Israelites we really are. And while we might be embarrassed by how weak our trust in God proves to be when it's our own life on the line, these experiences are helping us learn to live in the security and confidence that are our birthright. So understand, although God has me bringing up that there are times we don't trust him, he's not doing it to put you down or to put me down or to put us down. He's doing it to say, yo, I got you. I got your back. Check my record. Check the record. I worked with little children, and when, when I was working with, uh, I would say, elementary school-age children, if the children would get too out of hand, I used to always say, yo, check the record at the playground. I will fight with the child if I have to if it has saved their life. I fight for children. I fight with children. I'll fight over children. Check the record at the playground. That's what I used to tell the kids. Now I'm telling us, as believe, you better check the record in the word of God. Check the record in your life. God's got you. 
He'll fight you. He'll fight for you. He'll fight over you to keep you, to protect you, to hold you. That is our birthright through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, God. And where we fall, find ourselves weak at, don't sit and lie to yourself. Oh, no, my trust in him is perfect and solid all the time. Don't sit and lie to yourself. Be like the centurion soldier when he came up and was asking God to come and heal his child, I mean his servant. And and um, the Lord said, Jesus asked him, well, do you believe? And he said, Lord, I believe and help my unbelief. In other words, yeah, I believe you can do it because I've seen you do it for a whole bunch of other people. But because it's me, it's a small little sliver of doubt that Satan got saying, yeah, he did it for them, but he won't do it for me. So, Lord, I'm going to admit, yes, I believe, but I got a little doubt, so help my unbelief. And if you say, Lord, help my unbelief, watch how quickly your faith and your security in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It says if you struggle to trust God, we have some good news. God isn't nearly as offended by your humanness as you might think. Mm. He anticipated the fact that you are human. Hallelujah. You're not an intern in a company run by God trying to prove your worth so you can get a permanent position. Ha! You are a child with a permanent position in the family that cannot be taken away from you. Yes, you have a part to play in God's plan, and that part will require courage. Yes, God ain't letting no punks walk up in his field. But what I love about them is when the punks walk up and his Holy Spirit jumps in, they become courageous through Christ Jesus. Yes, God's desire for you is to live in security and confidence rather than in fear. But that lesson is one learned over time by facing trials and seeing God's continued faithfulness. Our security is not found in our ability to control our lives. It is found in God himself. Your current failures, immaturity, weakness, or fears doesn't cause your father to run from you. He isn't ashamed of you. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to hear it this evening. God is not running from you. God is not ashamed of you. Even from that, mm, thank you, Lord. Whoever is listening, well, God hasn't delivered me from this yet, or God hasn't delivered me from that yet. Guess what? God is not ashamed of you. Even if you're ashamed of yourself, he's deeply and irrevocably in love with you, with me, with all of us. And because he loves us, he is committed to helping us grow in the security of him. Hallelujah, God, which is our fourth declaration, I am secure. Hallelujah. So, so far, we've gone through the four. I am holy. I am righteous. I am loved. And I am secure. And as I look at the time, it is now time for us to go into the call of salvation and the announcement. And we are going to do that. And after which, we are going to come back and close out for this evening. And we will finish our last three I am statements on the next episode. However, be blessed because we have four that we have four weeks to get into our spirit. We have four weeks, a whole month where every morning 
we can get up and look in that mirror and say, not just, Lord, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for another day of getting things right. But we can say, Lord, thank you. Because of you, I am holy. Thank you. Because of you, I am righteous. Thank you. Because of you, I am loved. And thank you. Because of you, I am secure. Hallelujah, God. But there might be somebody out there listening this evening who may not know Jesus in the pardoning of their sins. They may not know him as their own personal Savior. They may not be walking in a personal relationship with God through Christ Jesus, and you want to be able to say those I am's also. If you remember at the very start, I said that the first thing you have to do to be able to declare these I am's, to unlock the key, to use these keys to unlock your future, is you must walk into a saving relationship with Christ Jesus. You must give your life over to Christ. Remember, God is not going to force himself on you. Jesus Christ said in his word, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come unto the Father except through and by him. Hallelujah, God. And it is not something that is hard to do. It is just agreeing with God's Word. The Word of God says, for God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. And the way to get that everlasting life is through the acceptance of that gift that God has given to us, which is his son, Jesus Christ. And you can, it's not a big uh, rigmarole that you have to go through to accept them in his, into your life. You don't have to wait until the church doors are open to accept him into your life. You can accept him into your life right here and right now. Hallelujah, God. And then we'll encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching, sanctuary. But you can accept him in your life right here and right now. You just simply say this prayer with me. You say, Father God, I come to you this evening believing on your words believing on the gift that you have given to us through your son, Jesus the Christ. I ask him to come into my life. I ask him to forgive me of my sins. I ask him to begin to make me new. I ask him to at least start me with the first four I am's. Let me realize that I am holy, I am righteous, I am loved, and I am secure. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Then the next thing you do is you just tell somebody. As I said, you do not have to wait until the church doors are open. You can call somebody on the phone and just say, hey, I gave my life to Christ this evening. I remember the first time that I experienced the Holy Spirit and was old enough to know what I was experiencing and was able to tell someone about it. I was not at church. I was at home doing my hair in my bathroom. I was about 13 years old, and the spirit fell so heavy on me in that bathroom that when he let me go, I ran to my telephone, called my grandmother up, and explained to her what I had just experienced 
experience. And I didn't have to wait until the church doors was open because we weren't dealing in the church membership. We was talking about a personal relationship, and it's the same here. You can send a text message to somebody and say, hey, I just accepted Christ as my personal Savior. But according to God's word, however you choose to do it, his word of God says if you can believe in your heart and confess out of your mouth, then you are saved. So we welcome you to the kingdom of God. Now, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until then, bless God, that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Brother Rob is going to come on to give you some instructions on how you can continue to follow us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And after Brother Rob, I will be back on with closing remarks. Brother Rob? Yes, yes. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor Tori, for tonight's word, and uh, it's truly appreciated and, and, and truly enjoyed uh, by me. And I hope uh, many of the the masses uh, truly enjoyed the word that was delivered tonight. And we just thank you so much. All right. And uh, real quickly, uh, this is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or listening to us via phone. We greatly appreciate your listenership and your support, and we thank you so much. And we really appreciate those that share with their friends and family members, letting us, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air tonight. All right, now, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.radio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And anytime we do a live broadcast, you can call in on the number of 319-527-6091. You can hit the number 1 and we can get you in uh, to talk to our host. Also, you can go to that same website to hear any of our uh, our previous broadcasts. And you just simply type in the host name or the show name. You can hear that show in its, in its entirety and at your convenience. And don't forget to share it with your friends and family members. Okay, anytime you want to shoot us an email, you can shoot us an email at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. We can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or just send a prayer request. We gladly honor uh, any one of those. Uh, we are broadcasting. Well, you can listen to us on podcasts. Uh, we're anywhere where podcasts are broadcasted. Uh, you can go to uh, many different avenues and just simply type in Purpose Kingdom and like us, and that way you won't miss the episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. All right, and also uh, just to let you know that Purpose Kingdom Network has its own radio network. It's called PKN.com. Go ahead, go on there and check it out. It has 24 hours of music, of inspiration. Please feel free to check it out. And uh, just let someone else know that uh, we do have a radio network. All right, and... um, with that being said, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. And we do have a special event scheduled for tomorrow. And this, uh, please feel free to uh, check us out tomorrow and check out all of our um, avenues of uh, advertisements that we have. And one of them is at Facebook. And so you can go on at Facebook and you can go to uh, Purpose Kingdom at Facebook like us, and you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and you can see uh, our upcoming events and uh, some uh, new, you know, uh, some new uh, avenues of uh, things that we have 
to uh, broadcast there. All right, and uh, don't forget, uh, tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, uh, we have a special event show scheduled for tomorrow, which is going to be the uh, fifth Monday. So uh, please join us back here at 9 p.m. tomorrow, and we'll have fun. Uh, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. I want to hand the show back over to Pastor Toy. And um, with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead to the conclusion of tonight's show. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rob. Thank you so much for those announcements. Thank you for each and every one of you who listened in with us today. We got through seven, I mean, we got through four of our seven statements, our I am statements. I am holy. I am righteous. I am loved. And I am secure. So here, here's my challenge to each and everyone out there listening, no matter where you may be listening at. When you wake up in the morning and you are looking in your mirror, I want you to look and declare over yourself, I am holy. I am righteous. I am loved. And I am secure. All through Christ Jesus. And it's important you put that all through Christ Jesus because I, I don't want you to get in your spirit that you're holy and think it's of your own doing that you are holy or think that it's of your own doing that you are righteous. No, I, I need you to understand in your spirit because, see, Satan will mess with your head that way, but I need you to understand and stand in your spirit that you are holy because of Christ Jesus. You are righteous because of Christ Jesus. You are loved because of Christ Jesus, and you are secure because of Christ Jesus. So, again, when you wake up in the morning, your statement, even if you don't have a mirror, because you don't have to have a mirror to declare it, just as you're finishing your morning prayers, I am holy, I am righteous, I am loved, and I am secure, all through Christ Jesus, and then go out and live your day in the holiness that God has called you to, the righteousness of God that he created you to be, and the security and in the love that he provides for us each and every second of each and every day. Amen. Again, that is your 30, 31-day challenge. I'm not sure how many days are in between, but I will be back with you the fourth Sunday of September, and when I come back to you that fourth Sunday in September, we will complete the last um, three I am statements. So for the next 30 days, I am holy, I am righteous, I am loved, I am secure all through Christ Jesus. Father God, we come to you this evening just blessing and praising your holy name, Father. We thank you for the word that has gone forth this evening, Father God. We thank you, Father, for the revelation that we are holy, that we are righteous, that we are loved, and that we are secured through Christ Jesus, Father. We ask now, Father, that as we leave from this place but not your presence, we walk in the newness of who we are. We walk in the saving power of who we are, and that most importantly, we walk as tools and instruments that you may use to bring salvation to others. Hallelujah, God. 
in the name of Jesus that we pray. We thank you by faith, Father God, for that soul this evening who has given their life to Christ. We thank you this evening, Father God, for that soul who has come back into right relationship with you this evening. Father God, we ask that you will continue to stay with us, bless us, guide us, and keep us until we meet again. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I love you guys. Thank you for joining in with us. And remember, I am holy. I am righteous. I am loved. I am secure all through Christ Jesus. See you in four weeks. Good night and be blessed. Jesus blessed. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.